Good morning. How you all doing today? I'm Dale Lally, pinch hitting here for uh, DK's Daily Shot of Steelers. Uh, of course, you can listen to it uh, every day here uh, on uh, DKPittsburghSports.com. And you can also download it on uh, anywhere where you get your uh, podcasts. We uh, ask you to also subscribe to the uh, DK podcast. Uh, of course, uh, you get all the uh, the podcasts there that we do on a regular basis, including these daily shots. We do them on the uh, the Steelers, the Penguins, and Pirates. Uh, we also have a, a, a number of other podcasts as well. And uh, today, uh, here on the Steelers podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about what everybody wants to hear about this time of year, especially in Pittsburgh, uh, where you know free agency is just uh, well, it's just some something that that happens where you uh, you lose players and hardly uh, you know you don't gain a whole bunch. Uh, we're going to talk about the draft and you're starting to see some, some different mock drafts come out uh, at different uh, sites around the, the web. And I'll, I think I'll be dropping uh, my, uh, my first Steelers mock draft this weekend on the site. So you can look forward to seeing that. Um, but you're going to see a lot of Steelers drafts and, and just from my way of thinking on this thing, any Steelers draft that you see for between here in April, when the Steelers actually, uh, when the when the draft is actually held, that has the Steelers taking something other than an offensive lineman or running back, you can just throw that one out, because that's not happening. Um, you know, when, when uh, again, when when Art Rooney uh, talks about, hey, we need to improve the running game, and James Conner is not going to be here, and we need to figure out ways to do this. If James Conner isn't there. The other guys have proven that they can't handle the load uh, on, a, on a full-time basis. So you need to upgrade that running back position. And given what they're probably going to lose and, and, and will lose in free agency on that offensive line, uh, you can really expect to see, uh, you know, that position, those positions addressed. So looking at the draft itself, um, this, year's, this year's draft, first of all, the Steelers aren't going to take a guard uh, in the first round, there's just, there really isn't one that you look at and you say, okay, this guy, um, you know, might be, uh, somebody that you'd look at there. And that guy, if they took a guard, he probably wouldn't help them this year. There's only a couple of guards that, that may get some, uh, uh, first round looks anyways. Uh, the, the top one being Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, the interior defense, uh, offensive lineman out of USC, uh, maybe Wyatt Davis out of Ohio State sneaks his way into the end of the first round. I don't think so, uh, but there's some there's some intriguing tackles. The same with same thing with the center position. By the way, there's, there aren't any centers in this year's draft that are worthy of being first round picks. Um, if Landon Dickerson hadn't uh, injured his knee late in the season, uh, he being from, with Alabama, maybe he sneaks into the first round. Uh, but that's uh, that that position is a little uh, more. There are about four guys there that I would look at at the, at the, the uh, center position who I think can come in and, and play right away. We'll get to those in a little bit later. Um, but the offensive tackle position is one that I really kind of like the talent at that position in this year's draft. Um, everybody's top guy is Panay Sewell. Uh, he's an offensive tackle out of Oregon. He's 6'5", 325. He's the clear-cut number one guy in this draft class, and he'll go in the top 10 and then, so obviously he's out of range for the Steelers. Uh, I think Rashawn Slater uh, out of uh, Northwestern is probably number two at this point. And he's a little bit shorter. He's 6'4", 315. So some teams may look at him as a guard as well, but he played left tackle at Northwestern. He played right tackle. He, he He's capable of playing either side. He's also capable 
of, of kicking inside. Some teams have even looked at him at, at potentially, at, at, you know, moving to center, obviously being a Northwestern guy, he's pretty smart. Uh, but that's largely, you know, the team's looking at moving him inside or doing so because, well, he's, he's only six, four, um, you don't need to be, you know, six, eight, like Alejandro Villanueva to play the position. Uh, you know, it's not ideal to be shorter than that, but this guy's a technician. He can do that. Uh, the third guy on most everybody's list is Christian Derisaw out of Virginia tech. And he's an intriguing prospect. Uh, still just 20 years old. He, he started as a true freshman at Virginia tech. Uh, he's got great size, uh, plays the left. He's a natural left tackle. Um, this is a guy that I think if he were available at 24, the Steelers would sprint to the podium. Uh, he's your, he's your starting left tackle for the next 10 years. Um, then you're looking at uh, some different guys here. Uh, the guys uh, who, who also may be first rounders, uh, Jalen Mayfield out of, uh, out of Michigan. Uh, he's six five three nineteen. He's a redshirt sophomore, uh, which is, uh, you know, you look at that and you say, okay, this, this guy's uh, still got some good football ahead of him as well. Uh, Alex Leatherwood out of uh, Alabama. Um, he went to the senior bowl uh, and, and did not perform quite as well as I think everybody thought he might. Um, but he's a guy that, uh, you know, it has a, uh, looks, has the look of a, a longtime starter in the NFL as well. And then, you, you know, the, Tevin Jenkins is also in that group out of Oklahoma state uh, potential first round, a, a guy six, six, three, 10, um, then you get into that second level, that second round of guys. There's Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame, uh, Samuel Cosme out of Texas, Jackson Carmen out of, uh, out of Clemson and Dylan uh, Reddins out of uh, North Dakota state. So, I mean, that, that's a pretty good group of guys there that are all, uh, you know, you're looking at about 10 guys who are considered mid second round and up kind of players there. So there's, there's a little more depth at the offensive tackle position than you usually see there in a lot of drafts. So this is a good year for the Steelers to potentially get, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that offensive tackle, um, you know, that they obviously need, you know, with uh, Villanueva as a free agent, uh, Zach Banner's a free agent, although I expect, expect the Steelers to, uh, to re-sign him or at least make a strong attempt to do so. And he's not going to break the bank. And then, of course, uh, Matt Filer, who played right tackle for them in 2019, but kicked in the guard in 2020, uh, he'll be a free agent as well. And I would expect somebody to, to offer him money to go play right tackle for them. Uh, so that would really leave uh, just Chooks for on the roster. So the Steelers definitely have a need there at the offensive tackle position, even if that guy doesn't come in and start right away. Even if it is, let's say, Banner and for at the tackle position, they can still find ways to use that rookie tackle, uh, you know, perhaps as an extra blocker. I mean, they, they, they definitely have a need for, you know, a quote unquote blocking tight end type. Uh, they've used that over the years. And, and certainly, um, you know, if you get a, an athletic young uh, offensive tackle, that's a good way to get his feet wet while he's learning the position. And hey, you know, you know, if you get, if, for example, if you get a, a Christian Derrissaw there and he wins your starting left tackle job or even the starting right tackle job, all the better. Uh, you know, you've just really uh, improved your line. So I really think at 24, that's what the, that's what the Steelers need to do. I, I understand that a lot of people in Pittsburgh really love Najee Harris, the running back out of Alabama. And I like him a lot as well. I think he's the best back in this draft. Um, you know, some other people may think it's Travis ATN from Clemson, but to me, Harris, uh, you know, he, he's a, he's a 6'2", 230 pound back. He catches the football well. 
does everything that you want, uh, you know, your backs to do, uh, you know, run block or uh, pass protection, all those kind of things that, that you look at and you say, well, you know, you could use that guy to, to do those kind of things. Um, but if you have a chance to draft, a, you know, an offensive tackle that, that uh, can really help your team out this year, uh, I think you got to do that and, and, and hope that you can get maybe another back later in the draft. And that's where it gets kind of dicey because when I look at this draft, to me, the guys who, who are the difference makers, I think there's three difference makers at the running back position in this year's draft. That, be, that being Harris, ATN, who I don't know exactly if he fits what you want with the Steelers. He's, he's a little bit short, uh, you know, he's a little bit undersized at, at 5'10", 210. Um, you could certainly, you know, live with him. He's a, he's more of a speed back. And, and then I really like Javante Williams out of North Carolina. Uh, I, like, I love his contact balance. Uh, I think he's, he's the, the other clear, clear cut uh, lead back in this draft. His teammate, Michael Carter uh, is more like ATN more of a speedster. Uh, five eight two oh two. Um, you know, I think the Steelers have some of that on their roster. Um, one guy that you might look at, uh, you know, if, if the Steelers happen to get shut out in the first and second rounds on the running back position, uh, Trey Sermon out of Ohio State is a guy that that interests me in terms of uh, of what he might be able to do. But he's not. I don't know that he's a true three. You know, every down back. I, that's what that's what I want. You know, what if, if I'm taking ATN Harris or Javante Williams. I know that I'm getting an every down back. They can catch the ball. They can pass, protect, do those kind of things. Guy like Carter, I know uh, Michael Carter went to the, the to the senior bowl, struggled with his pass protection, as most 200-pound running backs will do. Um, you know, some of the other guys that are available this year, Kenneth Gainwell out of Memphis, he's 5'11", 191. They have that guy in Anthony McFarland. Uh, you look at uh, Sermon is, is a little bit bigger at 6'2", 213. And he's a transfer from Oklahoma where he, he saw some playing time there, but was never really the lead back um, at any of his stops. Um, there are some other guys there that you, you look at and you say, okay, if you don't get one of those top guys, maybe you get one of these guys like Ramon Day Stevenson uh, out of Oklahoma, uh, 5'11", 227. Uh, Chuba Hubbard was a guy that had he come out of, in last year's draft, would have been taken right there with all those other running backs. I mean, he was a guy coming off a 2,000-yard season at Oklahoma State and really didn't play quite as well uh, this year as a redshirt junior and kind of hurt his stock a little bit. But uh, maybe he regains that. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but then you got Jared Patterson out of Buffalo, but he's a little shorter as well, 5'9", 195. Uh, Killen Hill uh, out of Mississippi State. So there's some guys there. But, man, I, if I'm the Steelers, I'm really focusing on those top three guys. And then you look at that and you say, okay, Dale, then what though? Because if, if you take, if you go offensive tackle and running back with your first two picks, um, where does that leave you at the center position? And we know, uh, you know, that Marquise Pouncey is leaning towards retirement. And that's of course a, a bit of a, an issue for the Steelers because they, you know, the only other center that they have on their roster is JC Hassenhauer and he's not a starter. So, I think you look at the, the position this year and there are four guys in my eyes that stand out. That would be Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. The aforementioned uh, Landon Dickerson out of Alabama, Josh Myers out of Ohio state. And then Quinn Miners is a guy that, that uh, I think, you know, Steeler fans really need to keep an eye on here. Quinn Miners is a guy that went to the senior bowl. Uh, he played at, at, at a division three school in Wisconsin 
And quite frankly, nobody, nobody really knew much about him because his school didn't play in, in, <laughs> in the, uh, the, the, the most recent season. Um, but he went to the senior bowl and really dominated um, the competition there. He didn't play in the game because he broke his hand during the practice uh, during the senior bowl practices, but he did enough in the, uh, during the, the, the whole uh, process of the senior bowl during the practices leading up to it to show that, you know, he's a guy that, that can really do the job. He's six three three twenty. 320. Um, you know, he's projected as potentially a third round guy. Um, here's a little nugget for you. He's, he, he, he played it at, uh, again, Wisconsin Whitewater. One of his, 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 his workout partners in the offseason, he's Canadian, first of all. Secondly, his, his workout partners, partners being at, at Wisconsin Whitewater were the Watt brothers. Uh, he was working out with them in the offseason. So he's country strong, uh, can really get the job done. So those are the four guys there. So I, I really think that what the Steelers uh, are looking at are potentially um, – you take the tackle in the first round, unless all the tackles that you really like get, uh, get taken. Um, in, in which case, then you probably lean towards taking the running back and, and, and you would look at, uh, Najee Harris, uh, you know, first on that list. Um, then ATN. And I guess I, I like, I like Javante Williams as much as ATN. I don't know that, that you take Javante Williams in the first round. Uh, ideally for me, I think the Steelers would trade back in that situation, if all the tackles are gone and Najee Harris are gone, uh, trade back, try to get, you know, maybe an extra second round pick, maybe a high third round pick that would uh, perhaps help you fill some of these needs that you have there. Uh, but if they can do that, uh, you know, get a, 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 on the first day of the draft, get yourself an offensive tackle, a running back and a center. I think you've really filled out your needs there if you're the Steelers. And I, I think that's really the way that they should go here. Forget about defensive players. You're not going to take any of those on the first day of the draft. That's just, it just does not make any sense for this team to do that. Not with what they've got there. Uh, you can use some day two picks uh, or some day three picks to, to fill out that, that the rest of that roster on defense. They don't have any real pressing needs there. Depending of course, on what happens with the off season. We'll talk about a little bit more about that when we return right after this. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. Uh, this segment is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LK, or LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who need help with medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LK, LGKG have been keeping promises in our area for over 80 years. And so uh, if, if you can go and, and visit their website, find out more about them. That is, of course, LGKG. KG.com. 
or you can give them a call. Uh, their number is 724-221-8377. Check them out there at LGKG. We appreciate them uh, sponsoring the show. And uh, we we're talking a little bit about the Steelers draft needs and, and what they could, what directions they could possibly go there on the first day of the draft. One thing to keep in mind here, all the drafts that you're seeing come out now, all the draft stuff that, that you see, the comp picks haven't been figured into that yet. Uh, and those comp picks will come out here uh, sometime, I believe, in the next month. Um, the Steelers are figuring to get a fourth-round compensatory pick, uh, which will be, of course, at the end of the fourth round uh, for the loss of Javon Hargrave. I think they'll also get a sixth or a seventh, uh, depending on the formula, uh, you know, for the losses of guys like B.J. Finney or, or Nick Vanette. Uh, guys of that nature, because they really didn't go crazy and sign a bunch of guys. So if they get an extra four and a six, or even if it's a, if it's a four and a seven, uh, that gives them some additional uh, draft capital that they can move. If they, if they want to get up and move up into the, into the third round a little bit higher, maybe they can package one of those fourth round picks with their third round pick to get up a little bit higher into the draft. You don't want to miss on those top four centers because I think it really falls off after those four guys. So you're looking at, you know, between rounds two and three of, of making a move to get those guys. Same thing with the running back position. I think both of those positions are a little thin this year in terms of guys who can come in and, and they're obviously at the running back position. There are guys who can come in and help you, but there aren't, there isn't just not a guy there that can, that can step in and be, you know, the lead back other than I believe those top three guys, obviously there's some surprises every year. Uh, you know, for example, like James Robinson this year in Jacksonville, uh, but, the, you know, the Jaguars most certainly weren't counting on James Robinson to come in and be in every down back. Otherwise, they would have drafted him. They wouldn't have waited until after the uh, after everything ended and sign him in, in the aftermath of the draft. So. Um, so, you know, you look at those those comp picks, um, they could be useful for this team. And you look at the potential losses that the Steelers could have trying to get under the cap, doing the things that they need to, to do there. Uh, you know, keep an eye on what happens at the cornerback position. Maybe they move on from Joe Hayden. Uh, you know, there, there's he's 31 years old. He's making a huge amount of money this year. Um, they could certainly make that move. Uh, but I believe if they do that, that means that they're probably going to re-sign Cam Sutton uh, to be the, the the starter on the outside, or at least be in the mix to be a starter on the outside. And you know, he would probably then kick inside on passing downs. I think that would make a lot of sense, uh, but the Steelers have some work to do there to get under the cap before any of this happens. But uh, that will certainly affect the way they draft, what they draft, how they draft, how aggressive they are in the draft. Uh, the one thing that I don't expect them to do this year, however, is draft a quarterback. Um, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why you look for Ben Roethlisberger to be back. Uh, if that's the case uh, and the Steelers are meeting with him this week, uh, to, to, to try to get that cap number down from $41.25 million. If they're able to do that and bring Roethlisberger back, it takes quarterback off the front burner this year. And the reason that's important is because next year, you know, if you, if you lose Juju Smith-Schuster as expected, if you lose Bud Dupree as expected, lose some of those guys, um, you're going to really reap the benefits in comp picks uh, because you know, I would expect Smith-Schuster to get a big deal. I would expect... Bud Dupree to get a big deal. Filer should get a pretty decent deal. Uh, James Conner, if he signs elsewhere, probably not a huge deal, but again, that affects your comp, uh, your comp picks. The problem is you only get four. 
the, the most comp picks you can get is four. I expect, however, the Steelers to get four comp picks. Now, uh, at least one of those should be a third-round compensatory pick. Maybe they get two uh, third-round compensatory picks if Dupree and Juju Smith-Schuster both sign big deals. Um, you know, keep an eye on what happens with Alejandro Villanueva. Uh, you know, if some team offers him starting money, uh, that's that's good news for the Steelers uh, because those those comp picks again can be traded. And if let's say you get happen to get two third round picks, uh, a five and a, and a six or something like that, well now you've got some ammunition that you can move up in the draft in 2022 and acquire a quarterback. And to me, if you're going to make a move for a first round quarterback. Given the state of the NFL, you want that guy to play. At, at worst, you only want him sitting for a year. Um, one guy that I would keep an eye on is, is what happens with Jordan Love in Green Bay. Because the, the Packers drafted Love in the first round uh, of the 2020 draft, uh, thinking that they were, they were making a, a move for a long-term replacement for Aaron Rodgers. Well, now they're, gonna be, they're not going to be looking to replace Aaron Rodgers after this season. So if the Packers at the end of next season look at that and say, well, we've just, we've just used up two of Jordan Love's two seasons in the NFL, and Aaron Rodgers is still going strong. It doesn't look like he's going to be going anywhere here for a couple more years at least. Um, maybe they look to try to get something for Jordan Love. So maybe you can get Jordan Love for a second-round pick or a third-round pick. Um, I don't know how much the Steelers liked Jordan Love going into last year's draft. I didn't hear a lot of buzz about him. The Steelers weren't you know, super interested in drafting a quarterback last year. Uh, but if they, if they liked him at that point, uh, you're still getting a young quarterback who you can throw into the mix and see if he can be a starter. Again, a first-round talent at the quarterback position that maybe you can get a little bit cheaper. But uh, that's for something down the road. Um, certainly the Steelers will be looking at the position, seeing, trying to figure out ways that they can uh, – you know, fill that spot down the road. And, and that's, of course, the uh, some, one of the big, uh, big question marks for the team here moving forward. Um, I detailed uh, the cost of moving up uh, to get a quarterback uh, over the past few years, what that has been like here on the site over the weekend. And, man, it's expensive. Um, you know, you're talking about multiple first-round draft picks, uh, multiple later-round draft picks in, in, most, in most cases. So, um, you know, if you can get one on the cheap like that, you want to try to do it or, you know, you, you find yourself in a position as the Steelers were in, in, in 2004, where one falls into your lap, you take him. I just don't see that happening in this year's draft. Um, you know, we'll see if it, if it happens down the road, but uh, that is going to do it for today's uh, DK Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh sports uh, Steelers podcast. I'm Dale Lally. I've been sitting in for day on Kavakovic. Uh, we appreciate you listening again. You can, uh, you can listen to all the podcasts here. Uh, wherever you find your podcast, you can subscribe to the to the uh, to the site or subscribe to our podcast network. Uh, we appreciate that, and we appreciate you listening to this edition. <laughs>